from Corner to Corner proudly presents the Mount Rushmore's of Wrestling, where we talk about heels, faces, tag teams, and many things more. Here are your hosts, Sean Kuyper and Neil Payne. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Mount Rushmore of Wrestling and more Top 50 edition. Top 50. We're moving inside the top 30 now. We're moving into the 20s. Yep, yep. So tonight we're going to be doing numbers 26 through 30. We've been getting some feedback on our top 50 shows. Yeah, we got a, a lot of feedback today earlier, man. He's getting slammed on the whole Hardy deal. The Hardy boy's not being on there, right? Right. So, but he didn't throw as big a fuss. We didn't get the reaction out of the uh, Phil Brooks that we thought we was going to get. Right. right? I mean, we really thought that that was going to draw some emotion out of it. But no, all the emotion was out of the Hardys. Right. You know, so, I don't know. It was funny. It was funny. But, uh. We're just moving right along with this. We're 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 almost halfway done. We are. So it's kind of crazy, kind of crazy. But you um, you want to just jump right in? Right. And before you say it, you did go first last week. I did. You did because I had to talk about that awful Phil Brooks. Mm-hmm. It's left a bad taste in my mouth ever since. Yeah. Yeah. So I will start. Yeah, is there anybody on here you don't want to talk about so we need to play it out that way? <laughs> right. So I'll start. Okay. And the guy we're going to start with is one of your favorites. Yeah. yeah. You just got to meet this guy at Comic-Con. Yeah. And did you get to hold the Intercontinental belt? The Intercontinental strap was over my shoulder. We're talking about none other than Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yeah. I mean, Ricky the Dragon uh, kind of... You know, he always seems like one of those underrated wrestlers to me. Uh, he was really good. You go back and look at his match at WrestleMania three between him and Macho. One of the greatest matches ever. Yes. It's so good. It's They tell such a beautiful story. But prior to, I mean, he, he won the NWA title. He's held the television title. He's held the uh, Intercontinental title. Like, he's held a lot of titles. And on the surface, you wouldn't think – that he would be that main event stature guy. Right. But he was just kind of always there, right? He was one of the other guys other than Dusty that feuded with Flair a lot. Ric Flair will tell you still to this day, Ricky Steamboat was his most favorite opponent. Yeah. Yeah, because they wrestled so many times, and they were both great wrestlers. Right. I mean, touching on the macho thing, right? I don't. You remember when they did the macho series uh, – I don't remember exactly I, which if it was the dark side of the ring or the other one that they did when we was watching that show. And Ricky talks about how him and Macho Man sat down and wrote pages, pages, and like it was 162 moves, I think, if right. I remember correctly. And to this day, he could sit there and name all 162 of those because they would go back and forth, going, "What's?" What's move number 27? I'm doing this. What's move 62? I'm doing that. Right. What's move 83? And I mean, and it was just like clockwork. Right. And, oh, man, what a great match. Because after I watched that that uh, documentary, I went back and watched that match. Right. I mean, because you're like, it was fantastic. Right. I mean, it's, it was a beautiful yeah. match. And then one of his most more underrated feuds was with a young guy by the name of Stunning Steve Austin that he had in WCW, and it was all over the television title. And Steve Austin came out wearing the black trunks that said Dragon Slayer on the back. It 
just really good. Yeah. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, as I said, he's one of these folks that you don't realize how good he was until he doesn't wrestle anymore. Right. And we really, you know, I, I think a lot of times we take guys for Ricky, like like Ricky Steamboat for granted. My fear is, and, and there's a guy that, uh, that we'll probably talk about, Randy Orton. Yeah. That... Also, kind of falls in. He's won more world titles, but you don't realize how good Randy Orton is, right? And I don't know that a lot of people will until he's gone. Right. I look at Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and I think, and of course, how cool is his gimmick, Ricky the Dragon? And he would come out, and he would he would blow the fire, and yeah, and he's a super nice dude. I mean, oh yeah, you, you tell me about how good of a dude he was. Yeah, yeah, he talked to me uh, quite a bit, right. and. You know, of course, having to wear the mask and stuff. And I went up to take the picture, and he goes, take the mask off. You know, right. because, you know, that, that it's like, I don't want you to have a picture like that. Right. And then what was cool part is uh, Cassie was with me, uh-huh. and we were at Comic-Con. And she found this, like, wrestling magazine that had him on the cover. Right. And it was like five bucks. And I'm like, what a cooler item to have him sign. Right. So it was an actual wrestling magazine. Right. With him on the cover, so and it was in a hard sleeve and everything. So I took that down there and put, pulled it out, and then he signed that. So I I thought that was pretty right. Cool. I, yeah. Yeah. Anytime I can get something other than an eight by ten signed, I think yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. For all those reasons and many many more, we can't have a top fifty list and not have Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Right. So coming in at number thirty is the Dragon himself, Ricky Steamboat. Definitely. You mentioned Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Well, this isn't Randy Orton. Okay. Okay. You mentioned Ric Flair. Okay. But this isn't Ric Flair either. No. Well, then who is it? But it is a Flair. Is it? It's the female Flair. Oh. Woo! I was Charlotte. I was gonna go Flair. with David Flair. <laughs> Not quite. Okay. Not yet. So no, number twenty-nine is the Queen herself, Charlotte Flair. You know, as we did this list. She she just kind of kept moving up the list. She did. Right? And she, to me, is going to go down as the greatest female wrestler of all time. And I'll probably go, already is. I was going to say, I'll go on record today yeah. Yeah. and say she's already the yeah. greatest female wrestler of all time. She's, she's, like, I cannot fathom another female wrestler breaking her, well, she's currently, I think, at 12. Nobody's beating that. And the problem is, she's so good with the belt, okay? Yeah. And and they know this. They they keep taking it off of her, and, and, and they'll give somebody a little rub, and then she'll get it back. Yeah. I wish they would, like, it's all cool and well and that she's going to end up with 17 title reigns or whatever, but I wish they would just... <laughs> Let her keep the belt. So you 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 think you think that'll happen too? She's 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 beating Dad's record, right? Yeah, that's yeah. John Cena didn't beat it. They're gonna let Charlotte beat it. Yeah, and and nothing would make Rick more proud, right? And and you know, and it's amazing. A little a little uh, background on her is she never wanted to be a pro wrestler, right? She's living her brother's dream. Her brother that passed away, Reed. Yeah. She's living his dream. And she and she'll say that. Like she had no desire. And as a matter of fact, she kind of resented pro wrestling because it took so many years of her dad away. Yeah. And then it ultimately took her brother away. Right. 
but she uses that as motivation, mm-hmm. and she's so good in the ring. And, you know, a lot of times we see these intergender matches, and uh, if you're not careful, they're super cheesy, super kooky. They don't make a lot of sense a lot of times because when you look at the man and the woman a lot of times, you're like, there's no way. Charlotte Flair can legitimately be in the ring with 90 to 95% of the men and it'd be believable. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't think you, – you talked about Randy Orton. This is We were going to talk about him again. You don't think Charlotte Flair and Randy Orton would just have a burn-the-house-down match? Yeah, and they teased that a couple of years they ago. We, we actually thought that was going to happen. And, and, and I think if they would have done it, it would have been fantastic. You don't yeah. think Charlotte Flair – and Seth Rollins would be a good match. Right. I mean, come on. Charlotte Flair and AJ Styles, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, Adam Cole. Wasn't it last week's episode that you literally said that some that you've watched some of these guys have matches with plastic dolls and broomsticks? And, and broomsticks yes. And you, can, you don't think that they can't make Charlotte Flair? I mean. Who's as good yeah, as Charlotte Flair? Right, right. So she's going to be able to hold her own. But these guys, like I said, are making inanimate objects right. look like good matches. Right. They would put on five-star matches with right. Charlotte Flair. She's that good. Right. And she does things that no woman has ever done before. Right. And I don't know that we'll see a woman that will do those things for a while. Right. Well, and just a little bit of tease. There were two women that made our top 50 list. Mm-hmm. Her and China. Yep. I don't know that anybody else deserved nobody else deserved to be on the list. I mean, the, right? only, the only other person we talked about was Trish, and and one of the reasons. Well, they are two of the reasons why this isn't a top fifty male wrestlers list. Right, it's a top fifty performers list. Right? right, because they had to be on the list. We had to put Charlotte on the list. We had to put China. Yeah, they just had to be there. Right, so that's why it's a performers list. Right, because they had to be on there because they were so good. Sure. Char- China was, Charlotte is so good at what they do. You know, unfortunately, and then we'll move on to the next one. Unfortunately, I don't know how many more years we have left of Charlotte. I think she has her eyes towards Hollywood, towards bigger and better things outside of the ring. Yeah. Uh, And I think her marketability is through the roof. People keep teasing and talking about her joining AEW. She's under contract with WWE for a long time. Uh, If she chooses not to work, Vince is just going to let her sit home. He's not going to let her out of her contract. I think she ultimately finished up in the WWE, and then I think she goes on to bigger and better things. Also, one of these things that we definitely need to make sure we're enjoying while uh, while while it lasts because she's really good. Yep, definitely. That's a I mean, so twenty nine Charlotte Flair, twenty eight is one of my most favorite characters, guys of all time. He's been involved in some of the biggest matches. Okay. He has continued. We talk about Chris Jericho reinventing himself. This guy was reinventing himself way before Chris Jericho ever did. And that guy is none other none other than Mrs. Foley's baby boy, Mick Foley. Dude love, Cactus Jack, Mankind. Right. He did all three of them at the same daggone night. And in the same Rumble. Royal Rumble. <laughs> that was so... Awesome. That and, was so awesome. And speaking of, he was just announced for WrestleCade today. And look, I geeked out when I saw it. I'm going to yeah. be honest. Okay? Yeah. He got he has half a ear. I still geeked out. Yeah. So, Mick Foley 
is one. Of, he's one of those true feel good stories in in professional wrestling. Yeah. Um, because he doesn't have the look, he doesn't have the body. He's not a great wrestler. No. But he will tell you what he does better than anybody else is take a bump. Yeah. And he figured that out early that this is my meal ticket. Yeah. This is how I'm going to make money. And he proceeded to take the most insane bumps that he could. And and I think his main job was to make his opponent look as good as he possibly could. Yeah. At the expense of his own health. so good at telling a story. At the expense of his... And and he is. He's really good. But he did all that at the expense of his own body and his own career. Yeah. Uh, But, I mean, the two two, uh, moments of his that stick out the most to me. Of course, the Hell in a Cell match. Right. Where it wasn't even a match. I I hate calling it even a match. Yeah. Um, where he got thrown off the top of the Hell in a Cell and then through the top of the Hell in a Cell. And if you go back, all that was holding those panels up on top were like zip ties. Yeah. You can can hear them during the match. You can can literally see them flying off, yes. Yeah. And then he was the turning point. In the Monday Night Wars. Yeah, I, I was, I was, I, I wondered if he was going to say that because that was the first thing that popped in my head. Well, and he, that was when Raw taped their shows, and it wasn't necessarily him, but he was involved he in was, why it happened. So Tony Schiavone, that's when Raw was taping their shows. Eric Bischoff got the bright idea: Hey, we will, we're, we come on an hour early. We will ruin the the show for Raw. Nobody will want to listen. So Tony, Tony Schiavone, Tony Baloney, not Tony Baloney, Tony Baloney's Tony, because he works for AEW now. So Tony Schiavone is on uh, TV and he's giving the rundown of what happens on Monday Night Raw, and he goes, "And tonight, mankind will take the world title uh, on Monday Night Raw." You may know, you may remember him. He worked in WCW under the name Cactus Jack. Yeah, that'll put butts in the seats. Right. And he didn't say butts. Right. And, like, you can go back and look at the ratings instantly. Yeah. Fans turned over off Nitro. To see it happen. To Raw, and they never flipped back. Yep. And that was the moment. Like, you can pinpoint when the 83 weeks was over. Yeah. There it was. Right there. The end of the 83 weeks was Tony Schiavone's mouth. Yeah. uh, And... It was done. Yeah. Tony didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. Man and uh, Mick got hurt. I mean, like he – it's it's documented yep. and that that he called Tony Schiavone and is like, I thought we were friends. Right. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Yep. It was the biggest moment of my life. And he's like – I didn't want to do it. Mick, I, I didn't want to do it. Right. And yeah. then, of course, one of the best moments ever was, of course, Mankind and The Rock had such good chemistry. They were so good together. Rock and Sock Connection. Rock and Sock Connection. They had the empty arena match uh, during halftime heat of the Super Bowl. Uh, they had the I Quit match, which uh, if you go back and watch, it's, it's tough to watch. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen it, don't watch it. Like, like it really it, is it, tough it to is, watch. It is stomach-turning. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and that was Mick's idea. Mick wanted yeah. to do that. Um, but it's the moment that Mick and The Rock are standing in the ring – and they're having a back and forth, and Mick asks him something about what he thinks. 
and The Rock picks up the microphone and he gets ready to talk and it goes off script. You can tell. And the and Mick jumps and he gets the mic and he goes, it doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> and he starts saying, I got him. And he's running around the ring high-fiving the fans. <laughs> it's so great. And and like The Rock breaks character. He, he, like, he stands in the ring and he starts laughing like, I can't believe I let him get me. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. sure I'm sure Mick told him backstage, I'm 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 gonna get you. Yeah. I'm gonna use your own line on you. Yeah. I'm gonna and and the arrogance of the Rock was like, no, you're not. Well, and you know one of the other, and I know we're we're running, but that's the cool part about these top fifty. We said last week there are certain wrestlers that deserve time. Right. Right. Mick deserves time. The creation of Mister Socko. Uh-huh. Was when Vince was in the hospital, hospital. and he came and, to make him feel better. He came to make him feel better with with the clown, <laughs> and he comes up underneath the bed. Hey, Mister McMahon, and, and then he's like, and it's so funny because like he just kind of created that, and like him and Stone Cold were in a closet together, and he was telling Stone Cold what he was going to do, and Stone Cold cracked up. He's like, he almost couldn't hold character right. when he went out to do his section. Right, it was so funny, but. Yeah, I mean, Mick Foley. That's so how good Mick Foley is. Is he got over a stinky, dirty gym sock with a face drawn on it? Yeah, but you know, it's like so funny because we mentioned Dude Love all ago. He, when he was younger, envisioned being the stud, right? Yeah, yeah Dude Love. Dude Love. All these girls were, you know, because that was like his one of his first videos, right? Jumping and, off the house. And Vince said. Do it. Yeah, do it. You know, you do it. And and I mean it was so cool because like he went out as Ow! he went out as mankind, got eliminated, come back in as Cactus Jack, got eliminated, and then comes back in as Dude Love. Well you remember his finisher. Or however it was. You, you remember his finisher as, as Dude Love, don't you? I don't. Sweet shin music. <laughs> so he would warm up the band and he'd kick you in your shin. <laughs> Because he couldn't get his leg in the iron. <laughs> it was so funny. Mick, Mick Foley is a national treasure. Yeah. And I know we've talked a lot about him, but really, honest to goodness, Mick Foley is far better. Now you make me want to go meet him next weekend. Than he ever gets credit for. Uh, so he had to be on our list. Yeah. Uh, so at number 28 is Mrs. Foley's baby oh, boy. Man. And here's another guy that we could talk about. We could. So, number number twenty seven is none other than five time, five time, five time, five time, five time world champion Booker T. Sean's doing a spin a Rooney. <laughs> I bet you didn't know I was that athletic, did you? I'm surprised. I knocked over three tables doing it's, it. It's a, but I, I I witnessed it. I have to cut out the tables. <laughs> Booker's so good. Yeah. And, you know, he was one of these wrestlers that early on was kind of pigeonholed as a tag team guy. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until what oftentimes happened is his brother got injured. They had nothing to do with Booker. Hey, let's stick you out there and see. And they're like, oh, wow, this guy's really good. Yeah. So Booker T, when you look at him – Another feel good story. Did did time in prison, right? And he's not he's not ashamed of that, right? You know, he tells you that he, he made knows mistakes. that put him back on the straight and narrow, right? Yeah, you know, he got out and he and he went to live with his brother. And his brother basically said, "Listen, if you're going to live at my house, you're going to do things my way." Yeah. And his brothers helped get get him back on the uh, straight and narrow path. But I mean, 
He's been world champion in multiple organizations. Of course, we know about his tag team career. He's uh, He won King of the Ring and got the Goofy King Booker gimmick over with the pinky up. And, and Queen Charmel. It was so good. It was really good. He, he probably is... He might be the best King of the Ring actual character. That played the character. Yeah. He was really good. Yeah. Uh, of course, you know, his Spinaroonie, his, yeah, it, he's just, he's just a good guy. Yeah. Like, I would be disappointed, and he's also going to be at WrestleCade. Yeah. I would be disappointed if we met Booker T and he was not a nice man. Right. Like, it would, like, you just look at him and I'm like, I bet he's a good dude. Yeah. So, there's so, I mean, think about the match him and Stone Cold had in the supermarket. Fantastic. Now, a lot of that, I mean, Stone Cold was involved, but he had to have a really good dance partner. Yeah. Booker T was the perfect dance partner. He, you know, and, and, I, and, and we've talked about this, I tend to think his WWE career would have gone a lot better, a lot quicker, had he not almost broke Steve Austin's neck mm-hmm. uh, on the first... On the invasion. On, on the first time he showed up, yeah. and it was total accident. Yeah. But... I mean, he he had money written all over him. Good look, could go in the ring, could talk on the mic, and I'm glad that they're still keeping him around. We get to see him occasionally, uh, and you know he's just a feel good story. Super talented, and there's no way that we could have done the list and not had him on it. Absolutely, absolutely. So number twenty seven. Yep. Booker T. You want to do twenty six, or do you want me to? Go right ahead. Number 26, and I'm using his WWE name. I don't care what he goes by because he's on the list because he was Daniel Bryan. Right. Um, The American Dragon, Bryan Danielson, does not make the list. Right. Okay? That does not take away from the things that he did in the indie scene and uh, Ring of Honor and the things he's currently doing in AEW. But it was his time in WWE that it, the reason he's on this list, and you know he's one of those guys that's always the ultimate underdog. It's funny that several of the guys on this on this on this list. I mean, Charlotte Flair is the only one that just has money written all over. But you look at Daniel Bryan, Booker, Mick Foley. They're all they've all kind of been the underdog. Mm-hmm. You know, Mick didn't have the body, the look. Uh, Booker did prison time. Daniel Bryan's just really small. Yeah. But they each had that it. They they had it. Whatever yeah. it is, they had it. And Daniel Bryan always defied odds. No matter what the gimmick was they gave him, he always seemed to get it over. He got the fans behind him. You know, he got the fans behind him with the yes movement, and that was kind of an obnoxious thing. Well, then he got tired of them doing the yes, and he would say no, which made them yes even more. So that was great. He did his he did his little thing with uh, Kane, Team Hell No, mm-hmm. and uh, that turned into comedy, but still fantastic nonetheless. That was great. Um, he you know of course had his world title runs, and then of course maybe the biggest moment in WrestleMania history, right? Where he uh, and I mean Michael Cole will tell you that's the greatest call of his career. Michael Cole, a guy who's been calling matches for twenty five years. On TV every week, says Daniel Bryan winning the world title at WrestleMania is the greatest call of his whole career. Right, right. And the build-up to that, we've talked about 
several times that that 10 month build up mm-hmm. to that payoff is the hottest he ever has been was that the, was that time was there emotion there was, to that time and effort and emotion into yep. a storyline yep is michael cole's greatest call of all time right and it's kind of what we preach about on right. of the show every right. week right effort emotion time yeah. you know they gave it 10 months. Right. They gave it 10 months. Built it perfectly. They would let him get so close. And, it was, yeah. and, and they would come out and tell him, you're a B-plus guy. Like, be happy with that. You're up, I mean, that's basically saying, hey, you're upper mid-card. Guy, be happy with that. That we're yeah. letting you on the upper mid-card. Okay? You don't have to be main event guy to, be, to, to make good money and to win some titles. But you're a B-plus player. But he never, the fans never let him settle for that. He never let himself settle for that. Unfortunately, he had several injuries during his run yeah. in the WWE. A lot of that has to deal with his wrestling style. Yeah. Um, he had to retire from the WWE. He did great commentary backstage work. And then he got cleared to wrestle again. He now is in AEW. And you and I both agree that we think at some point he will be back with the WWE. Um, I think... That's I think he'll come home and take his spot in the Hall of Fame and do all that. But Daniel Bryan's just a phenomenal talent. He's so good in the ring. He gets the emotions from the fans. He can play any character, heel or face. He can be a tag team wrestler. He can be a singles wrestler. He can uh, wrestle big guys. He can wrestle small guys. He can be in the main event scene. He can be in the opening match. We've talked just, about the match that he had with Brock Lesnar a year or so ago. Right. You know, I mean... At every at, at no point in that match did you not believe that Daniel Bryan was going to win that match. Right. So, so that just shows you how good he is. Daniel Bryan's just really good. Yep. To to recap, we have number thirty, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, number twenty nine, Charlotte Flair, number twenty eight, Mick Foley, twenty seven, Booker T, and coming in at twenty six, Daniel Bryan. That's a pretty loaded. Five right there. I mean, we're now in the top half of our top fifty. Yeah, and we've got we've we've taken some major players already. Yeah, I mean, so can you only imagine what's to come in the in in, in the next twenty five? You know, and it's it's funny because whenever we get those text messages that says so and so is not in the top, you know, and then you're like, there's thousands of wrestlers to choose from, and we have to get to fifty. Right. It's hard. It was not easy. Well, and I mean, not easy. and we've said, I know we've said that a bunch of times on the show. It wasn't easy. Well, no, it wasn't. And I mean, you know, if you listen to our Survivor Series show, I talked about Jerry Lawler and Wheezy, Sleazy, and Cheesy. I mean, we've already had the king. I mean, I'm waiting for Wheezy, Sleazy, and Cheesy to come up. I had to save <laughs> three spots for those guys. <laughs> so, uh, Wheezy, Sleazy, and Cheesy, they're, I mean, there's three of our top 25. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, that's just that's just part of it. Right? I mean, you know, and then you got Doink. It still hasn't been talked Doink about. Doink and Dink and Dunk and Dank or something. I don't know. <laughs> so. Well, this one ran a little long, but we had some. Man, I just feel like these top fifty is probably going to get a little bit longer, a little bit longer, longer. because we're going to have guys that just like you said. They there's just people that deserve more time tonight. Mick Foley deserved more time. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And um, again, another another great show and another great put together list there. I, I, it's 
it's so cool. Like, I mean, like we know what the list is, but it's almost like unwrapping Christmas presents. Right. You know, you're like, oh, oh, what's who's next? Right. Who's next? Right. You know, and and it's just it's funny how the memories just kind of like pop up. You know, because right. and it and we you mentioned the moments with Mick Foley, and both of us had the same two moments in our in our brain. You know? Well, and you you know to play off that is we have our list in front of us, but that's all we have. Yeah. Everything we talk about just come straight off our head. Yeah. Like immediate thoughts that come to our mind. Right. So you're getting the honest reactions and emotions yeah. off a list that we put together. I mean, we know the names on the list, yeah. but you're getting the immediate instant reactions to the to, to the names as we unveil them. Yeah. And a lot of these names have been on the list for a, from since day one that we started talking about it. Right. And then we had to arrange them where we want it, you know. Right. But yeah, you're you're right. It's raw emotion. Raw yep. raw. It, we know the list. That's what we know. Yep. We don't know what we're talking about other than that. Right. So, but anyways, another great show. Let's wrap it up. All right. Let's thank our sponsors. We got Heiner's White Bread, the excellence of execution in terms of white bread. We have Darren's Dashing Dinners and Computer Repair, and we can't forget Bread Claws and Crouch Family Bakery. Definitely couldn't do it without our sponsors. Guys, we'll see you next week. We're into the top 25. Whoop, whoop. See ya. That wraps up this episode of Mount Rushmore of Wrestling. Tune in each Wednesday as we discuss our Mount Rushmore of Wrestling and more. Be sure to like us on our Facebook page and click us a follow on the podcast. Until next time, this is Sean. And this is Neil. Stay safe, friends.